My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Video games, welcome once again to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasolo and with me as always... It's Ben Vanell here. I just noticed the one, the first place thing on your Zoom screen. And let me say <laughs> congratulations. Uh, Knox, Thank you. Adam Knox is also here with us and he has not placed. I'm... I'm not, uh, no, I'm not participating in this Zoom filter bullshit. I don't think it'll catch on. I think everyone will get sick of them <laughs> by around April of last year. And uh, <laughs> then you'll look like a real ridiculous idiot if you turn on your Zoom yep. call for the first time in a while and you've still got the Seinfeld mm. background behind you because that's how you <laughs> left it set in November. Yep. We're back. Tommy, you're a prize idiot. <laughs> that's what that means. <laughs> Tell you what, mate, to talk about a bloody ribbon, Ben just gave you a bloody ribbing. <laughs> oh, yeah. it doesn't, yeah. doesn't, just the fact that we're on Zoom wow. doesn't mean the banter has to stop. Yep. Well, I was playing around with the filters before we started the episode and I felt like, you know, we're back on Zoom for the first time in a while, Be have a bit of fun in the window and funnily enough, the first place ribbon felt like the least obnoxious one that I could find. <laughs> it was this or being a little pig or having a little yes. fake mask on over the over the um, picture of me or having a having some ski goggles on. I don't know, the little the little first place ribbon is just up there in the corner hanging out. It's not really getting in the way. It's just something it's that interesting. I can look at and remind myself that I'm doing a good fucking job. <laughs> right. <laughs> coming coming back to Zoom after mercifully not having to have used it for a few months there. The the stuff they've added is really like cuz Ben you blurred your background before. Yep. Which, like, mm. I, I like that the things they've added are either for people to be like, oh, God, my house is embarrassing. No one look at my house. My <laughs> yeah. house is embarrassing. Or like you use Tommy, oh, God, my personality is embarrassing. Please let me show everyone <laughs> that my personality. <laughs> yeah, you can I've either got use you, a filter to... You can use a filter to blur your background so people can't see the anime body pillow, or you can use a filter to add an anime body pillow into your <laughs> Zoom window. It's it's fantastic. Right, right. It's It's... Zoom has decided that that's the two genders. It's like I'm embarrassed about my surroundings or I'm an extrovert. I just yeah. want to let everyone know <laughs> yes. that I'm a bit out of the box. Here's I'm a an extrovert. Funny hat that's on my head, but it's not a real hat. Am I an extrovert or am I a unicorn? Wow! <laughs> look at look at that! Look at that spike! I can't. I think we're like I, I'm. I'm we're, yeah, we're in lockdown in Melbourne again. If uh, anyone doesn't know, we've got. Uh, where the vaccinations are happening very, very slowly here. So we're back in lockdown. Mm. And uh, I feel like this, uh, the, I've, I'm not adjusted to the delays of the call again now. It's already fucking with my head. You guys aren't ready to jump in when I've clearly finished a sentence again yet. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like there was going to be more to the thought. And yeah, we're like, yeah. I think we're, we're so, yeah, I, I hate to use this phrase, but triggered from the months and months of uh, talking over each other over Zoom calls that it is. Yeah, it's very hard to get uh, to get back into the rhythm um, of do because when you do a podcast in real life it's very different and so what happens over the zoom call is that the talking over each other happens a few seconds later than it would normally when you're in the same room you know what I'm saying yeah or you just be really polite and don't jump in over each other and uh, it works out fine you do have to have something interesting to say though which um, is 
proving difficult for me today, having had no human contact for an entire week. But, um, fuck. And you didn't even know we were in lockdown! <laughs> yes. Yeah, because I've been self-isolating for years. <clears throat> Yeah, the it it is uh, very annoying, and uh, but whatever, it's the way it is. And so if we if we if if the recording reflects that, guess what? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have a bit of uh, have a bit of compassion. And uh, look, yeah, if you're uh, if you're in a if you're in a position in whatever part of the world you're in uh, where you can get vaccinated, go and go and get fucking vaccinated. Yep. Do the right thing. Um, I reckon yeah, I could pass I mean, for over 40 here, right? They're giving vaccinations <laughs> to over 40s. I just got to walk up and be like, I tried to book in, but I can't use my phone. <laughs> be like, oh, come this way, sir, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I found, out, uh, I found out that I am eligible, which um, I found out via someone DMing me, a stranger DMing me on Instagram to tell me and say that, uh, hey, you know, because you had a terminal illness at one point, you, you qualify now, you can get it. Which oh, is wow. interesting that that information came to me via an Instagram uh, DM and not from my fucking GP who yeah. has my entire medical history on file. <laughs> so, yeah, Fuck. that was cool, to, cool way to find that out. So, there you go. But, um, I'm nearly uh, – if I if I were to go a little crazy with the burgers for a couple of weeks, I could get it by being uh, dangerously overweight. But currently right. I'm just is hilariously overweight. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're early John yeah, Candy, not late John Candy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can get it for like uh issues to do with like severe mental health problems and things like that too. So right. anybody who's listened to this intro of this podcast is now eligible. So congratulations. <laughs> Also, this uh, counts as proof oh, that and, we're eligible. And, and participated in it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you uh, mind, do, do, you, do you feel like disclosing, or it's fine if you don't want to say, but what is, how much would you have to put on in order to be in that category? You What's have to threshold? have a BMI of like more than 40. Oh, so okay. it's not to do with weight, it's to do with BMI. Okay. Which right. I saw some shitty TikTok. I joined TikTok. That's, oh boy. Yeah, but, and, uh, I'm it's mainly getting like side. conspiracy theory videos because that's like yep. the genre that I'm kind of hate watching. So I'm seeing a oh, lot of TikTok yeah. flat earthers and things like that. And like spider TikTok. I'm, I'm really, it's made me, the, the algorithm is good. It knows what I'm watching, but I am watching stuff that's not good for me. And that has made mm. me think about what my habits are. But anyway, I um. Saw some video that was like, did you know that the BMI was invented by like a Nazi eugenicist or something like that? So uh, I'm, I'm having a bad time this lockdown <laughs> is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. My YouTube algorithm just, just sends me um, walking, walking tours of uh, Japanese towns. And that's great. Honestly, it's the, like see, the way I've been relaxing. My YouTube algorithm gets me. It's either like mm. mashup songs or like short videos of like someone falling over or whatever. <laughs> right. I basically got funniest home videos and I'm switching between that and like uh, if Weird Al programmed MTV. That's okay. <laughs> All right. And I dare make All fun right. of someone yeah. for employing a Zoom filter <laughs> with, a, with an algorithm yes. that, like that. Do you know how many fucking flat earthers there are? There's a ton. Yeah, that's um, and they're sin- very disappointing. They're a lot more here. sincere about it than I assumed as well. Go go Isn't on TikTok Curry, and Curry accidentally. S- that's the thing. Like a few big high profile people. May- I think it's Kyrie Irving, the basketball player. Ah, flat earthers. Right. And it's like okay, well, everyone under a certain age who's a big fan of them is just going to immediately be like, oh, okay, mate, uh, this must be real. Then this must be true. It's crazy. Right, like yeah. there, there's there's a, a strange number of people who genuinely seem to believe it. And I don't even think the last year of having to be stuck inside has helped when people forget what the horizon mm. looks like. So maybe that's why it's kicked off a bit. But uh, <laughs> yeah. TikTok's a nightmare yeah, is, is I'm the too, ultimate point. I'm too stupid mm. and impressionable. Like I worry if I look at any of that stuff, even like hate watching it for five seconds, there'll be a big part of me that's like, yeah, I see where they're coming <laughs> from. I could see myself really easily getting sucked into that sort of stuff. I honestly think this is good for me because I do think there's an, a, a certain amount of me that is a little bit contrarian. And so seeing people say the wrong things makes me believe the right things more. 
Right, you're the opposite of right. like the the alt right um, YouTube rabbit hole. Like the more Joe Rogan you watch, the better, more balanced and empathetic a person <laughs> you become. Literally, yeah. If I read Twelve <laughs> Rules for Life, I'll be like, you know what? Women should get paid more. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, fuck. That's how we've been dealing with, yeah. This, this new lockdown. We did a bit of uh, YouTube watching and uh, Zoom recording over the weekend. We watched yeah. some gameplay videos uh, that had uh, come up in the last couple of days. There was a Sony State of Play last Friday where they devoted, what was it, about 20 minutes to uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Horizon Zero Dawn 2, colon, <laughs> Forbidden West. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we also uh, we we so on you on our YouTube channel right now you can watch a video that is uh, that and uh, Dying Light two and Far Cry six uh, with our thoughts over the top of it us kind of riffing over the gameplay videos but uh, yep yeah those three have been uh, been revealed in the last week Horizon Forbidden West looking really beautiful um, looking yeah all the particle effects and stuff I think we're all pretty mm. impressed with that. Um, none of us really blown away by the original, but it seems like I, I kind of was thinking maybe I should go back and actually do the original in advance of the sequel coming out. But the more I think about it, the more I think maybe I'm probably better just skipping straight to the sequel because they may have tightened up some of those little those little maybe yeah. things that made it not quite stick out heaps at the time. Um, There's a lot of story yeah. stuff towards the back of back end of the first one mm. that I think is worth uh, even just looking up on YouTube or whatever. Um, but I did enjoy that stuff. Like out of that game, the the thing I enjoyed the most was kind of the fun, uh, you know, cyber future post-apocalypse how when the story took its turn into exploring what had happened in the past to make the present the way it is in that game. That was fun. It was, it yeah, was yeah. well done. It's also, yeah, probably better to just watch it because if you play that entire game in the lead up to two, uh, you're going to be sick of that sort of style because it it's, it. it's not yeah. a groundbreaking open world game. It's just a good open world game. So you might get tired of that. Two looks like it's doing exactly what the first one did, but with a couple of extra bits and pieces mm. here and there. So, yeah, hang out. Yeah. And you know what? But, you'll have... Yeah. You'll have uh, plenty of time to play it though if you do want it because they're saying it's or it was like they didn't give a release date in this and it was kind of like implied earlier on maybe last year that it was going to be 2021 but i really uh think that might not be the case now because like they just and it like finally said the god of war won't be coming out this year which i think yep. no yeah. one is ever really expecting it to actually come out this year no, I don't think that I ever was. But yeah, what does it say? Since the release of the next God of War teaser last year, we've been humbled by the amount of love our community has shown us. We're incredibly grateful to see so many people excited to experience the next chapter of Kratos and Atreus' journey. Blah, 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 blah. We've made the decision to shift our release window to 2022. That's a big window. Yeah. That's an entire year. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But as you get um, older, the years get shorter. So it'll be here <laughs> in two seconds. That... <laughs> The 2022 will be gone in the blink of an eye by the time we get to it. Also, um, yeah, they like confirmed in that post or something that it is a cross-generation game, so it'll be on the PS4 as well as the PS5, which I think is the first time they've properly said that. Oh, and interesting. That kind of it's it's somewhere in there that they're like, oh yeah, it's going to be on the PS4 as well. Um, which yeah, is kind which of a shame. I'm, I'm not into. Yeah, no. I yeah with I I I kind of. I feel very mixed about it because it's it's I guess it's kind of a um, it's a privileged position to be able to say like I just want it to come out on the PS5 and be fully optimized for that and have them not worry about it having to be uh, you know not like backwards compatible but you know it be mm. cross gen because yeah if you're someone that hasn't been able to afford to upgrade your console yet or just hasn't been able to get your hands on one yet then yeah it would suck that you have to miss out on these games but by the same token i've been in that position before when i was younger where i couldn't afford to upgrade day one and it is when the games first come out and you feel like you're missing out on them it's it's not a great feeling but when you do finally have that moment where you can afford to go into the shop and get the new console and get the games it makes it so much more exciting it gives you something to look forward to and i kind of feel like if you're 
you know, playing these games on the last generation console that you still have, by the time you upgrade to the PS5, it's, I don't know, you've maybe not given yourself the best experience with the game. I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of, I, I sort of can understand the logic for it and it does make it a bit more accessible for people, but I, I kind of wish there was a bit more of a line in the sand of just like, nope, we're in the next gen now. Especially mm. something like God of War, where the first mm. one was so visually impressive that I feel like they'll be sort of shortchanging themselves a bit by having to develop uh, it in tandem with the last generation. I don't know. Gran Turismo 7 is the other one that um, is, is going to be both yeah. generations, which is another weird one. But yeah, I agree. Like, oh, and, especially and Horizon, with right? We, we'd, we've, we'd covered that in the, yeah. the State of Play video stuff that we did, which I didn't know. It's another cross-gen one, which... Like we we Tommy and I we just finished uh, Yakuza like a dragon and that had a shitty cross gen thing of like if you buy the PS4 version and you play it a bunch you can't then transfer your save to the PS5 version so all I right. just had to play the PS4 version all the way through and I've got the PS5 version but I, that having that one foot in both generations has been like for some people good this time i think is it mm. what's the xbox thing called where it's just like bang you got all the shit there smart delivery yep smart delivery like like when you get when you get a uh, you know when you get something from asos and the, the the it shows up and then the the post he's like hey guess what did you know an ant can carry 40 times its own body weight i knew that information well see you later wait like, wait, wow. wait 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 it was a really clever you had a postie that actually like rang your doorbell and you saw face to face and you had a conversation with that has always <laughs> like that genuinely happens to me every day. Cause I live in an apartment building. Anytime I get a delivery, I do, He does ring the doorbell. Fuck. I missed yeah. out on that. so yeah. many deliveries because they don't ring the doorbell and they leave a card. Uh, probably every delivery I've ever had. <laughs> every time they do see you there though, you come out and you're like, give me a fact. You, why don't you give me a fact? I had another post to give me a fact. That was a smart delivery. This, you're like a you fucking PS4, bro. Get out of here. Very high IQ to be my postie. Yeah. My IQ is actually the same as my postcode. <laughs> and I live in. Uh, <laughs> quick, I'm going to Google where 0001 is. <laughs> Canberra? <laughs> yeah, Parliament House? Who knows? Um, anyway, Botany yeah. Bay. <laughs> I get the worst of both worlds. I get the ringing on the doorbell. And then I go down there and the guy has just already fucked off and just left it on the front of my building anyway. So I'm getting disturbed. I'm having to run out and I'm getting no trivia, which is probably why I'm so dumb because <laughs> the mailman isn't sticking around to give me any facts about I get albatrosses it. Every, or whatever. Every postie I've ever had is like a fan tale where I get like a little a little <laughs> fact every time I get a delivery. Uh, it's like getting, it's, it's like having place. my period every day. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this current place, they um, they don't ring the doorbell. I can see them from my patio. They run away, and then they take my um, parcel to not the nearest post office, but one that I have to drive to, like three <laughs> post offices away. So I'm Great. really I having terrible times with the postie. <laughs> you just got a funny postman. I reckon that's all that's happening there. You just got mm. a funny prankster of a postman. You'll see him, He's and doing it'll be a like Steve-O. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, the yeah the thing with God of War in particular it like it's it's kind of two ways because the PS4 version of God of War 2018 whatever you call it now mm -hmm. that uh, was really kind of advanced for the PlayStation 4 at the time and then got mm -hmm. like the 60 FPS upgrade and all of that stuff on the PS5 I believe I think that's right maybe yeah. it didn't I can't yeah. remember yeah but um right, yeah a couple of months ago yeah. Hmm. And it did well with like maintaining that one shot thing and, and like finding a way to make itself work on that hardware. So I'm assuming they'll be able to do similar again for Ragnarok, which is the name of the new one. But it, it is a shame that especially with how they had that one shot aesthetic, that would be, you'd assume, really serviced by using a PS5 and the SSD in there and, and mm. the sort of stuff that a PS5 can do. Yeah. So it is a shame that they can't utilize that at all because they've got to have this version coming out. Well, yeah. Well, I think kind of a good example is that 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 single shot thing that was yeah that was that used that really felt like it was pushing the PS4 to its uh, full potential. Would they have been able to do that effect if they had have been developing it in tandem for the PS3? Probably mm. not. So mm. it's probably not even 
that effect, it's that we're maybe missing out on the effect mm. that they could get out of really p- trying to push the PS5 as far as it can go. Because, yeah, you, you, there's certain things that you're just not going to be able to put in if you've got to yeah. also have it running on last-generation hardware. Mm. The one, I suppose, good thing about this set of cross-gen games at the moment is that it, it the effect it's had so far is that every game runs really well on on the newer consoles. Yeah. So, like, if that's just kind of what's going to happen for another year or two with God of War and with Horizon and with whatever else comes out with Halo and that sort of stuff, that you get the same game but it runs really mm. nicely and is at 4K and whatever, then mm. that's not... Yep. The worst thing in the world, but it does make it feel at, at the moment like having a like PS4 Pro Pro or whatever. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it, it's also by saying we're delaying this to 2022, it does make you wonder, well, what's the cutoff point where they go, okay, everything is now just going to be, we're, we're leaving the PS4 behind and we're only developing yeah. things for the PlayStation. Like, because presumably, yeah. it's, I would say it's going to be late 2022 as well, which is by that point, uh, two years after the PS5 coming out. So to be yeah. developing exclusives, quote unquote, for that, that is still working on last gen, it's it, it seems weird to say that we're delaying this, but so that we can work on it for last gen? Mm. I don't know. Because, yeah, I guess so the, I've been... Uh, I was just going to say, I guess the other thing with this game in particular is you would assume that they've sort of been designing it since they wrapped that first one, which was a couple of years before the PS5 came out. And it seems like everyone got their hands on the PS5 development kits relatively late comparative to most other console launches. So yep. the, the fact that the game has been designed from the start for a PS4 or for to exist on PS4s, maybe. Uh, well, I don't know. It would like I that to me. I guess it, I'm saying that it suggests it won't be the thing where it'll go. They'll later on say actually it's just PS5 now. You know what I mean? Because I was kind of thinking in my head maybe at right. some point they'll be like actually yeah. fuck the PS4. It's been two years, but the fact that they've been designing it from the ground up for a PS4 means that that's probably where the scope of the game is at as well. So. I just think the supply stuff, right? Like they, if you're yeah. making a game for PlayStation, still the vast, vast majority of the user base is playing on a PS4. Like you would be throwing away millions of well, dollars, right, if you didn't release it on a PS4. Yeah, yeah. Because I've been, so this week I've been reading uh, the book Blood, Sweat, and Pixels by Jason Schreier, which uh, he has a new book that I think is has it just Shrier? come out, which is about um. I think Shrier? I think it's Schreier. Schreier. I think Shrek. it's Schreier. I th- Jason, yeah. uh, Jason Jason Shrek. Shrek. Yeah, <laughs> somebody Shrek. once told me um, it was Jason Shrek. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Uh, so he's written an absolute all-star of a book. Um, Blood, is, Swamp uh, and There's Pixels. a new one that's just come out that he's <laughs> written. There's a new one that he's just written called Press Reset, which is about um, uh, companies, kind of gaming companies going into ruin. But uh, that, mm. that coming out reminded me that I never got around to his first book, which is... Um, the sort of behind-the-scenes stories of a, a lot of different games, and it's uh, it's it's fantastic. I'm blazing through it. If you've never read it, I would really recommend it um, because it's yeah. The first three chapters are about um, uh, 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 Uncharted Four, um, uh, Stardew Valley, and uh, what's the first one? Um, um, the fuck Kickstarter game. Anyway. Just these really interesting behind-the-scenes stories that Ukulele? are really propulsively... No, the one of the really early ones. Um, the Castlevania one? Bloodstained, maybe? No, like one of the very, very first ones made by... Um, oh, God. Uh, fuck. <laughs> uh, 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 it is Pillars of Eternity. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we never would have. That's the most generic name that a video game's ever had. There's no yeah. reason that would ever stick in your yeah. head. Um, Uncharted 4, The Witcher 3, Dragon Age Inquisition, Pillars of Eternity, Stardew Valley, and Shovel Knight are all covered in blood, sweat, and pixels. Yep. Yeah, so the first three... Cha- yeah, so Pillars of... Uh, uh, I've already forgotten it. Uh, that's the first <laughs> one. It's a company that uh, wants, to, wants to sort of start making their own stuff, and it's when Kickstarter is very new, so they were like one of the first big games on there. They make like four million in the space of like a week or whatever, um, and then just about being beholden to Kickstarter backers instead of, um, you know, a, um, a funding body or, or a producer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Uncharted 4, big legacy series and all the kind of behind-the-scenes turmoil of the director leaving that and 
all the crunch mm. that they had to go through, and then Stardew Valley, just like one guy working on it for five years. So it's it's yeah, it's all these all these fascinating stories. Um, it, like it's a lot of the video games mentioned in there are ones I haven't played and have very little interest in. Um, no surprise, given that it took me fifteen minutes to remember the title of one of them. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, it, even if you're in that position, I, I would recommend this book because the stories are just so well told and contextualized. But it's interesting, like r- being halfway through that book and then seeing this about God of War two and realizing that like the kinds of things behind the scenes of like this this reeks of something that Sony is making them do rather than something that they want to do with God of War as a creative decision. And the other thing being that this ultimately pulls resources away from the rest of the game. That's kind of the thing that you realise in mm. reading these stories in this book is that like for every decision that gets put down from on high of like, hey, we want to do this, that means that people that could be just enhancing it or working on the um, the actual flow of the actual game and now having to devote time to hey, we've got to also have people making sure that this can run on a PS4 mm. and yeah. how that kind of really, you know, that sort of stuff tends to really split teams up. Um, yeah. The original God of War 2, the one on the PS2, uh, came out on the PS2 uh, a fair few months after the PS3 was released. So they've got a history of making impressive games on old hardware. Right. So, you know, it's 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 still at the point, I think, because no yeah. company is really going nuts on, on the next-gen exclusives yet. Uh, we're kind of in a position where you don't know what you're missing out on, I guess, with... Mm. Or it could be that maybe these ones just aren't that much of a leap and it's just kind of the, the frame rates and the, the resolution and stuff that will be the big difference between these generations. Like Ratchet & Clank looks like it's doing some stuff, but... Really, any of the games that have come out so far that have been exclusives or have been made with these next-gen ones in mind aren't that crazy far ahead of anything on the PS4 or whatever. That's a good point. I wonder, like, what the difference is. Like, maybe with something like Horizon, they're a good chunk of the way through and they realise, like, oh, you know what, we could just, yeah, we could just scale these certain bits back and have it come out on both. Whereas something like Ratchet & Clank where... The fast loading time seems to be such an integral part of what that game is doing moment to moment and they've designed it all around that where from you know from day one i think their decision has been that this is this has to be a ps5 exclusive i would be more in the realm of sony have done a deal with them that has said this must be a ps5 exclusive because ps5 needs exclusives and, mm. you know, because, like, Santa Monica is oh, – it's a first-party studio, right? Like, it's owned by Sony. Like, that's – I think so, yeah. I it's think it's called Sony, Sony Santa, Santa Monica. Monica. Yeah. yeah. And then Guerrilla Games is also essentially a first-party studio. Like, the guy who used to run it is now the head of PlayStation Studio. Like, it's very closely tied together. I feel like, yeah. the, you know, these are all conversations that happen at board level, right? Where it's more about money and – incentivizing people to buy consoles you know it's it's that kind of balance i i i would be because yeah i think returnal it's like well it has some good haptic feedback but that could have run on a ps4 just would have had less good graphics so i think these Mm. games that are coming out yeah within the past 12 months the next 24 months are games that could have come out on either console and the decision like demons the demon souls remake it's like yeah it looked great and it ran great but you probably could have peeled that back and re- and released it on a PS4. It's just about trying to get people to buy a console or a game. I think the yeah. good thing is yeah. at the moment too, in terms of if you're developing these, speaking as an expert in game development, um, <laughs> so much of an expert in game <laughs> development that I didn't even put an N after I said, a uh, expert. I said, a uh, expert. <laughs> so that's yep. the level of, <laughs> I, I'm not exactly a postman, but I'm smart. So I the... <laughs> The thing that does make it slightly easier in terms of the resources thing especially is that like the PS4 and the Xbox One and everything since then, they're all relatively similar to developing for a PC anyway. Like everything's got quite similar components now. All the architecture of all of them is similar. So it makes that, my understanding is, process of developing for multiple platforms easier than it used to be because you are already having to account if you're making a PC version for multiple different setups and whatever 
and it, you just kind of got a couple of extra ones with these consoles. That's my understanding. It's not simple, but it's definitely not as complicated as it used to be when it was like, we're making this on the PS3 and 4, which are totally mm. different fucking machines and we're losing our minds, like with Metal Gear Solid yeah, 5 right. and yeah. stuff. Um, well, yeah, speaking of new hardware, let's get into our... Uh, 60th week in a row of talking <laughs> about the, <laughs> the, Nintendo the Nintendo NX. <laughs> <laughs> the Nintendo NXX. We are uh, <laughs> we are do- we're recording this a day later than we normally do because we thought that um, maybe news may have dropped by now. Um, the I mean, there's been there's there's been new rumor articles popping up. Every week it seems like, but especially yeah. in the last week, it has reached a real fever pitch. Um, the current speculation is that they want to announce the hardware before E3, which then th- frees them and third-party developers up to be able to talk about the software running on it, um, which would make a lot of sense. But that is now uh, a week away <laughs> and mm. there's still been nothing. Uh, well, there has been a couple of Amazon, France, and Mexico uh, yep. listings, yep. kind of little placeholder things that popped up. Best Buy in the um, US as well had like oh, back-end right. listings for the new Nintendo Switch Pro is what it's being called in all these listings. Right. 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 So, so there's a few... It, yeah, there's Nintendo a lot of that sort of level of rumor stuff going around, and it does seem pretty inevitable because there were all those Bloomberg things that we've talked about or whatever, like lots and lots of leaks about here's the hardware they've ordered and blah, blah, blah. And then like, I think you were maybe going to say, but yeah. uh, the, the that tweet they put out specifically says we're focusing on software for our E3 thing, which they announced the dates of. And they, mm. I don't remember them saying specifically it's software. So either they know that people are doing the rumors and they're trying to mitigate uh, expectations or, that means that, yeah, like you say, the hardware will be probably an hour after this goes up announced. Genuinely, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think they usually do say focusing on games. Like they'll sometimes say games that are coming out for the rest of this year or, or something like mm. that. But I do think they have yeah, as well, it yeah. Does, it, it, it's just a very pointed yeah. <laughs> sentence at this but, this time in the yeah. rumour the rumor mill. Yeah. Yeah, so it seems like either we... If it's if it's if it's not announced uh, in the next week, then it's never happening. <laughs> like if they don't right. if they don't say it before E three, then they just show the software, and they're probably not worrying about it for maybe another year. Because yeah, you would have to assume if it's if it is launching this year, then yeah, then they're going to show off the games that are on it at E mm. three. Like it it all seems to make uh, a lot of sense, but yeah, who knows. Um, it's uh yeah it's been um because yeah, yeah it just seems like there's there's it's been reported on by so many uh reputable sites who are sort of talking about it in a way of like no this is definitely happening this is a real thing this isn't just conjecture um mm. so yeah hopefully we uh hopefully we find out soon hopefully we're here talking about it next week um, yeah because God we c- or if 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 it's not confirmed, we'll just do another little segment of uh, wheel spinning and speculating <laughs> in a week's time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it'll almost definitely be done before E3, just a, a short five-minute thing, almost like they did with their... But uh, I guess if it's new hardware, they'll have to explain it if they're just focusing on software. I'm trying to use fucking Twitter to look for if what their language has been with past tweets, but it's that you can't search on that fucking website. Um, so whatever, who knows? Either I, way, I'm, who cares? Yeah, I, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty, back in lockdown. I'm pretty much think it'll happen <laughs> uh, Friday this week. Yeah, if it's going to happen, it'll probably Friday, be Friday. Time, yeah, that's when um, I tend to do things. And yeah. if it's and, yeah. and it's going to happen, <laughs> so it's going to happen tomorrow. That's my call. It's definitely happening. Yeah. It's definitely happening. Yeah, tomorrow. and I'm, uh, and I think it's going to be in their in their what is their current style of like very unceremonious, just like a a video embedded in a tweet at like yep. uh, you know right. four in the morning Melbourne time, with with <laughs> no fanfare, no run up, just a three minute small video in a little in a little box on that website. I think is I also thinking about it I wouldn't be surprised if they did just announce it in this direct and they just the tweet said software but it meant nothing they were just writing a tweet 
and part of this direct was about the new Nintendo Switch. Yeah, yeah, it could start with it could start with the new Nintendo Switch, and then it's like, well, yeah, everything after that is going to address the new Nintendo Switch because <laughs> it was at the start of the presentation. They're not going to not right, talk about yeah, it. like that. I that do. also could, yeah, yeah. But I do hope that it's the other the other way because I, I do love the strategy of getting the hardware announcement out of the way. That's done. Everyone knows it exists leading in, and then yeah. you're freeing up the presentation to just go. Boom, because that that's the yeah. big thing I've seen too is that they, for third parties that have stuff for it as well, if their conference is happening before Nintendo's, they need it to be out there so that they can yeah. be talking about their stuff running on it. Right. That's true. Yeah, that's and a good point. They've, the, the Nintendo, yeah, it's, the, it's 40 minutes <clears throat> and they've got a bunch of games that they want to talk about this year and games that haven't come out yet. 40 minutes is not long enough to also reveal a brand new piece of hardware, I don't think. Yep. Yeah, who yep. knows? Especially uh, if you're going to show off all the effects of uh, HD Rumble Plus that it's presumably got in Holy oh, yeah. shit. Uh, there's, UHD there's, Rumble. There's 35 minutes right there. Yes. <laughs> OLED We've Rumble. I've explain to you what 1440p resolution is because you've never <laughs> seen that before. Yeah. You know how you can feel metal balls in that original controller the one time when you didn't buy one two switch? Well, guess what? Yeah, yeah. Now we've got a <laughs> PS5 controller. <laughs> yep, it's launching with 3 4 switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think by the time we're recording next it'll be it'll be announced and everything. But uh, yep. I don't expect it to be a significant, massive, huge jump or whatever. It's not like it's a next-gen console. This will be a nicer screen, uh, slightly better graphics and that sort of stuff, but it's not going to be a huge deal. Yeah. 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 I think it'll just mean maybe that we uh, f- can finally see some stuff that they've been sitting on that they want to launch in tandem with this coming out. That's the main well, reason I'm excited for it to be out there is to see what they're kind yeah. of, you know. It seems yeah, extremely hopeful, but I would love to see Breath of the Wild 2 get uh, released this year. Yeah, that is extremely hopeful. Mm. So that got that got teased two years ago, 2019. Yeah. So When they did the teaser trailer for that. So, who knows? Uh, uh, yeah, maybe. Metroid Prime 4 is still on the table. All sorts mm-hmm. of things we'll be seeing at E3, definitely. Yeah. So who else has announced E3 shows? Devolver have announced theirs. Um, uh, I think everyone have now. announced theirs. And is that... Yeah, Ubisoft. Right. Ubisoft has... Microsoft. Microsoft uh, slash Bethesda, Bethesda have, yep. have their one happening. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure every show now has its sort of... Or every show that, you know, is happening has yes. its time and everything. Because I, I don't think EA are doing one themselves this year, but there is like a Battlefield event on the 9th of june yes um, yeah ea's thing is in july it's like july 22nd it looks like um yeah so it's totally separate from e3 yeah there's that pc gaming show which i still don't really know what it is mm-hmm. um the summer games fest stuff that jeff Keeley oh, yeah. thing yeah, yeah but yeah the big ones are the still the you know sony obviously isn't doing it anymore and they haven't announced any sort of concurrent timed event or whatever no they just did that state of play so yeah yeah but nothing nothing bigger than that for them which i don't know seems sort of strange because what what's Mm. what's their game this year for the rest of the year then even there kind of is one right they got ratchet in a in a week but then there's that back half of the year is pretty empty from my memory so Unless Horizon does Without come out this dated, year, which it yeah. seems like it won't. Right. Yeah, you sh- you th- you'd think they would have dropped the release date if it was coming out in the next six months. Um, yeah. But yeah, obviously, fuck. I mean, this is this is the year where all the COVID mess has put everything back by an extra year. So it kind of makes sense. Xbox and yeah. Bethesda, that'll be like, you would assume they will kind of go, here's some of the exclusives that Bethesda will be bringing to Xbox in the coming fucking 50 years because it's Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Skyrim mm-hmm. 2, mm-hmm. you know, it's been as long now between when Skyrim released to now as it was between Morrowind and Skyrim. Yes, I did <laughs> know that. That's coming out. I saw someone crazy. posting about that the other day. 
fucking nuts. Yeah, because there was another game but, in between uh, Morrowind and Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, they, exactly. They put out three. It's the same with like Grand Theft Auto uh, Five. It was yeah. forever ago now. So maybe Bethesda will be like, here's the new Wolfenstein or whatever that's coming to Xbox. And you'd assume they'd also show a bunch of uh, Halo, a Microsoft's thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Maybe Sony will just do a state of play thing in July or August where they do like a, you know, here's a, here's yeah. a little, here's some announcements. I think Sony's pretty um, happy to be doing their own thing at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw, I read a little interview with the head of PlayStation Studios who um, was like, single player narrative games are what we're all about. You know, they're not all going to be triple A, you know, like they're not all going to be uncharted games, but single Mm. player games are still their focus. And I don't know, they're killing it. Like all of their (laughs) major releases lately have been really, really good. So I'm, I'm, Mm. you know, I have faith in Sony. I'm not, I'm not worried. No, totally. (laughs) However long they want to wait yeah. until the next thing is, I'd like to see some new stuff out of them, which is what they, they like officially cemented Team Asobi, who are the Astrobot people, as being um, a studio of theirs now, which mm. I think it, it had already been sort of done, but this is they just like put the rubber stamp on it or whatever um, right. this week. And they are working on... <laughs> their language was like pretty broad. It was uh, they're developing a franchise for all ages with global appeal. So the ultimate game. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I mean, what that says to me is that's that's uh, Astrobot 3D platformer. That'd be great, you know, right? Like real, real game, real franchise, yeah. not just a pack in, not just VR. Um, they've been fucking really good at making them. Out of the two they've made, mm. they're both like ten out of ten games. Really, uh, I yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm keen for for what they do next. That's really funny that they, after even after making a game that was built into the console, like, you know, came installed on the console, the PS5, when you bought it, that they still at that point weren't formally inked as being like an official Sony studio. Like, they still, oh, no, 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 we're not going to give you the stamp quite yet. <laughs> Yeah, well, because wasn't it that they were like technically Studio Japan at the time still and then they dissolved that and made just some of those people uh. Team Asobi. So I'm not, I, I think this is like the restructured Studio Japan or whatever. Right. I'm pretty sure that's I don't know. Well, went. I won't know about, I won't know about any of that until Jason Shrek writes a book about it. Um, that's that's the <laughs> yeah. only way, that's the only way I'm capable of finding out about nitty gritty uh, studio business. At this point in my life. Um, speaking of which, not really, but uh, so, hey, look, you know, we, we had a big old bitch on this show last week, I believe it was, and uh, the powers that be listened to us. There's a new patch out for Biomutant. Oh, it yeah. The option of telling, telling the narrator to fuck off, and when he gets there, fuck off again. <laughs> um, so... You have to assume that we weren't alone in our gripe with this game. Um, for that, yeah. for that it seems as though it seems to be the case that it was pretty much everybody who had the exact same problems with that game as we did. Yeah, so. even people who enjoyed the game did not enjoy the gibberish and then the narrator thing. The fact that the narrator is like, I yeah, I was watching a video the other night where they said the same sort of thing that I think it was you said, Knox, of like having a narrator describe dialogue that's meant to be happening with you to you puts you at a remove from the story like you don't feel immersed in the game you don't even feel like the story is happening mm. to your character it's just being told to you yep that, so that is yeah. exactly what i thought as well but yeah good on them for taking the feedback i guess it's crazy to get to have that many years of development and not have this be flagged as an issue before then like the stuff yeah. that they are fixing in this patch and good for them and it all seems like stuff they need to fix but like how fuck did you not know about this like it it, it yeah. really seems bizarre to me well again not to keep referring back to this book that uh all the pages of my copy are currently stuck together by the way I'm going on about <laughs> it but uh there's a whole chapter on Diablo 3 and that and that launching and them having to like completely overhaul that because I think it is, you know, you see it a lot where people work on something too much and they're, you know, mm. you can't be objective anymore. Like the things that immediately stick out to someone else as being 
a bothersome component to it. Like you've just you've lost the ability to see it that way because you thought it was a cool idea, and then mm. you know you're excited to see it come together. So yeah, I mean you it's can't like, always get it right day one, but good mm. for them for you know not being too proud to listen to people and go no nah, okay yep people are hating this we gotta it's like when it. uh, it's like when you meet someone else's kids and straight away you're like mm. this little shit's <laughs> a fuckhead and the parents are <laughs> right, always like right. oh no nah, he just you know he's speaking gibberish now but you know it'll be cool i'll tell you what he meant later on he doesn't need to learn well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy to just have it be gibberish you don't need to tell me what he's saying it's a kid yeah right? exactly I'll enjoy it. If the kid's not able to speak, then fine. But it seems as though he's choosing to do it this way, which is a fucking <laughs> yeah. weird choice. I, I have to assume that all throughout development, yeah. they were like, we can't afford more than one voice actor. So we're going to use one voice actor. And this is a fun way to get around it. And at no point did they be like think like, this is... And maybe someone did think this is an annoying way to do it. But... You know, it's the kind of thing where, like, people just asked for the ability to turn it off or to skip the gibberish or to just have subtitles. And when you're in that development mindset, you probably don't want to be like, well, we can't just turn it off. We recorded all these yeah. lines. We've programmed all this stuff. Like, but it's like people just wanted it turned off. Return or not having, like, a temporary save or whatever as well where they're like, no, this is our vision. But like, And that's the thing with this patch yeah. as well is that it addresses the specific timing of things and like the volume and whatever but the core mm. of the writing is still a big issue with that game because of the way that it's written yeah. in this strange second person perspective so mm. you know that right. it doesn't fix any of the any of the more fundamental stuff but yeah good for them yeah but you know we were all pretty you know we were all relatively positive on the um on the visuals and the exploration side of things so if you were slightly swayed by our negative opinion of the narrator when we talked about it last week, then um, maybe this uh, maybe this is a reason to uh, potentially reconsider it and maybe hmm. give it a look. Especially hmm. if you're in lockdown or something and you're looking for something uh, extra to play if you've burned through a lot of other stuff. If you were looking for something uh, pretty fucking extra to play in lockdown, maybe you'd do something like me and uh, sign up for Final Fantasy XIV online. Um, I am. I, uh, oh, some, yes. I, I guess it's been revealed that I'm somewhat like you, Nox, because I did the exact thing uh, about three days ago. Um, yeah. Downloaded it. I guess I had jumped on, what, like a free... Was it was it free at some point, maybe? So it's, it, it's, it's gone back and forth. It's complicated and confusing because right. this game's been around for ages in a lot of different kind of forms. But at the moment... It is free to play uh, up until you get to a certain level or a certain part of the story, and right. then it asks you, "Okay, if you want to keep going, you got to buy it now, and then you got to pay us monthly." Right. Okay. Because yeah, I, I had it already in my library. I got the PS5 version. Uh, yeah, signed up, made a character, all that shit. All of that stuff was fun, and and I yeah, I was reminded of the legacy of this game, or the you know how it originally. <laughs> what did they do? They canned the whole thing and did it again. Yeah, so it was a PS3 game originally, and it fucking sucked, apparently, to the point where they were like, okay, we'll redo it. And they made Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn, which is what right. the current base version of this is. But the story yeah. carries on from that original version. So yeah, the, the opening yeah. cinematic is like... Well, in the old days, the entire world fucking blew up when we deleted the <laughs> yeah. service. So now yep. you're in a new world and remember those wonderful heroes who lived in that fucked up place. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was really excited going into the character, character creation and the world choosing and all that shit because it has a lot of Final Fantasy stuff. It has great music. It mm -hmm. has okay writing but interesting world building that's always sort of the case like good characters and good good like strong visual design i guess like evocative design and then i mm. was dropped into the world and was like oh this feels like an old game because it's sort of like mass effect one for me where like the textures are high resolution and everything's very clear and and you know and all that stuff but all that means is you can see like the lack of detail in the world it's not very right you know filled in with bits and pieces, which when you've been playing, yeah, I guess a Returnal or, or something like that is quite stark. But you, I assume, played it a bit more than me because I just, like, played the tutorial, essentially. 
Well, the tutorial is kind of hours long as well. This is straight up a, a, an MMO, which is a massively multiplayer online game. If you if you're not uh, if you don't have a postman like mine who's told you these sorts of things, and <laughs> it m- means that this is the same game, the content you're doing at the start, at least that was that was out in like 2014. So it is an old right. game. Right. Um, the expansions that have been added onto it, those are the things that people seem to really, really like. Those right. are the bits where they're like, this game is actually great now, but the from everything I've been informed about this game on, people have told me, people talk Final Fantasy, yep. okay, so I don't think you're getting away with it. People talk about what's going on. <laughs> but, like, it takes a while for it to really get like the, the the story to get as interesting as it does and the places to get as interesting as they apparently do. So yes, mm. in that early part, it is very much like an olden days MMO where it's, hey, go kill five ladybugs, please. They're living out mm. just outside the city gates. And um, pretty dull sort of things that you're doing. But I'm kind of mm. sticking with it for a bit because it's, uh, it's very simple and straightforward which is kind of you know soothing um and i do really like the uh final fantasy kind of trappings of it yeah the music and the visuals the visuals are old but they're nice and uh i'm i'm interested to see whether or not this can um get to i i want to see if i can get to that point where it starts getting really good before i get bored of it which I'm not yeah, yet. Right. I am kind of enjoying it and willing right. to do that for a bit. I um I got fully sucked into the Elder Scrolls online about a year ago, last major lockdown, mm. and I think maybe I I found it easier to accept its shortcomings because it just looked like Morrowind. Like that's where you start. That's where you play. Right. And I loved Morrowind. It doesn't look like a hugely upscaled, upresed version of it. It still kind of looks a bit old fashioned, but. Um, running around doing fetch quests and stuff in Morrowind, it scratched an itch for me that maybe is very subjective. Yeah, well, I, I'm getting that itch scratched by looking at a bunch of chocobos right at the moment. Right. See those fucking right. things squawking around? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Big yellow fucks. They're great. That's the noise. And they're doing that. I'm holding potions. I bet I'll see a phoenix uh, down at some point. Ass motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Hey, where's fucking Snuffleupagus, you cunt? Give me, give, yeah. give me the directions. Yes. You know where do you, where do you go to get to whatever it's called to Arkhamurk <laughs> Street? They're all all those words are fucking annoying. Uh, the learning a new fantasy world is one of the most right. arduous things you can be asked to do at any point. It's like the the line between hey we've we've got a fully realized world and it's immersive so everybody in this world is talking as though they live in it and they're all like of course they wouldn't yep. describe what a glimber glore is to you but <laughs> right, right having to figure out what the fuck a glimber glore is every time and which part of the world is the garborgian empire like <laughs> just <laughs> yeah yeah but <laughs> i will say as arduous as you find it to learn about a new one of those worlds i think it must be even more arduous to be the person creating one of those new fantasy worlds cuz it's like nah. they're all the same but we've got to make our one for, you know how we've got to come up with new names for all this stuff when it's like people you, know you just, people know what it is it's just fantasy bullshit you download a pdf of the wheel of time and you go through mm. and replace every noun with a keyboard mash and then you're done. Yep. <laughs> You've written up a world. Well, I think that's why it's arduous, right? It's like, how do you make it good? Because there mm. are maybe, and it's again, it's nostalgia, but like Final Fantasy IX works for me. It's a little silly, yep. but that that was a pretty fun, cohesive world that I didn't get annoyed by, right? Like, that's the thing. Um, I'm a little annoyed by Final Fantasy XIV's one, but they need to lean harder on the Final Fantasy-isms. Where's the Phoenix well, down? And I think, mm. I think that's the bit that's getting me into it is like you see a Moogle every now and again and you're like, okay, I know where I am sort of and I'll figure right. out what the the the, the evil Hakpakar are. I'd right. putting some fucking apostrophes in there. Like, all right, mm. go for it, man. But mm. like there, there's enough of it. And that's why World of Warcraft worked because enough people knew like, okay, I kind of know these games. I played two yep. in the 90s. 
I know yep. what an orc is. I read I, Lord of the Rings. I know Rings, where so. Azeroth is. I know Lord Aron. And, right. All that shit. Yeah. And so that's, I think, why stuff like Asheron's Call and whatever never quite hit. Guild Wars, because it's completely right. separate. And that's right. why The Matrix Online was the most successful MMO of all time. So <laughs> I, I don't know what my point is. But yeah, I, I am finding that that particular element of it like a little... Um, it's the same with any MMO as well because you get you, you. There's so many things to do. There's so many things on the fucking screen. There's so many different systems you're learning about. But it's a nice enough looking place, and I'm interested to see more of it. And the fact that it's free for as long as it is, it mm. really helps to, you know, with your decision making there. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't I, know. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going with it. What do we got? We got other uh, E3 stuff. Any new stuff? I know Crisis uh, Trilogy is being remastered and released in soon, a, a couple, a few months or something this fall. So later this yeah, year. Yeah, well, because they already did one, right? Uh, did they? They already did the f- the first one. Already came out as a remaster ages ago. So it's just two and three that are like the new thing there. Right. Okay. That's a nice little package. Um, yeah. But Speaking the, of yeah, a nice there's a little f- package. I've been. Uh, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> what you been I've playing been with over something. there, Tommy? Um, <laughs> I've been uh, I've been playing Beat Saber. There was oh, a, uh, yes. an update for Beat Saber about a week ago. The Interscope Music Pack, which kind of they they sort of they just announced and dropped within the space of about 24 hours. Uh, mm. So yeah, Interscope, the famous record label, got um, you know I I would guess hundreds of artists on their books they've released probably thousands of songs that have chopped topped the charts and uh they've brought out this music pack for beat saber that has six songs on it um, <laughs> and they're, okay they're six they're six good songs don't get me wrong but i the beat saber is a great game it's it's one of my favorites ben i know you're a big fan of it yep uh it's a lot i know a lot of people that listen to this are really into it um and the stuff that is built into it is pretty fun, but it's very, like, techno-ravey. And then they have done a couple of music packs in the past. There's a... And this is the thing. Whoever is the... is the um, What would you call it? The soundtrack coordinator for this game mm. seems mm. to have the most bizarre taste because you can get a Green Day pack, you can get a Linkin Park pack, yep. you can get a BTS pack, and then now you can get an Interscope Records pack, which has... Yeah, this a is... Kendrick Lamar song. It has a Gwen Stefani song. Yep. Uh, it has a Limp Biscuit song. It has uh, LMFAO. Uh, Pussycat Dolls, Maroon Five, and One Republic. Pussycat Dolls, yeah. Maroon Five, and One Republic. Fucking weird mix. So look, weird mix of songs. Like they're cool all hugely have, popular, but it's, <sighs> yeah, it's it's cool to have new songs on there. Um, at all, like it, it. I just kind of wanted some new stuff to play on there, and uh, I, I downloaded the BTS pack. I'd never really listened to any BTS, but um, as it turns out, playing through songs on Beat Saber is a really good way to actually get yourself into the music. Mm. Um, I've now been running while listening to BTS. I now legitimately like BTS and think that Nick Cody should kill himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> What's the quickest way to explain uh, that? <laughs> Go listen to... He made fun of BTS and the army came uh, came a-marching. Yeah. Yeah, he made fun of him on a TV show over here. And, uh, That's right, little, it was a TV a show. a lot of heat on social yeah. media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, yeah it, it's... So, I like this programming yeah. decision here of, of like, if they made every one of their song packs, like, we're going we're gonna to put... Song packs out that where every time the theme is you're looking in the glove box of a car that is shared between uh, an older brother and younger sister that they both drive. Right. Yeah, that should be it every single sure. time. Yeah, there's Gwen Stefani, Pussycat yeah. Dolls, Kendrick Lamar, and Limp Biscuit. <laughs> like that's sick. <laughs> Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Yeah. But it is. It's so strange because they they bring these packs out so sporadically too. So there's no like mm. some of them are like. Like they did like a Rocket League soundtrack crossover, mm-hmm. and then they've done a, and then they've done a Green Day one. It's it's just really hard to work out like who is. There's no cohesiveness with the songs that are available on there, which would be fine no. if there were lots and lots of them under each genre. But as right. it is, there's just like 
if you're a, if you're a rockhead, you're basically limited to Green Day, and if you like pop, you basically can get this Gwen Stefani and Pussycat Dolls, and that's it. It's I, I wish they just were. I don't know. I wish they were going a bit more helpful leather, and even getting into scope on board is great. But to have this pack from this this company that's got a huge catalogue and just have six songs in there, yeah. it's yeah, it's a little frustrating. Like it's the, my biggest problem with that game because I've been playing a little bit of Beat Saber, and I'm not super into it because of the music selection. But where like mm. I bought the Lincoln Park pack because I'll always be twelve in my in my heart. <laughs> Yep. So it makes anyone who's been yep. with me a pretty weird fucking person. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the the fact that you can't buy individual songs or that there isn't some sort of subscription service with with a bunch of songs. You can buy individual songs, it, songs yeah. Yeah, you can, right. You can get the songs I've just seen these fucking pack. packs, but I, I don't really give a shit they, about they any are, of this. Like you're saying, it's... They're a little expensive. The, that's, the, the, the packs are so much more um, value. Right. It, it makes sense to get them. But yeah, like I'm looking through the, the, the list. Yeah. Like there's an Imagine Dragons one, which just like, blech. Um, I like the original soundtrack of yeah. Beat Saber. I like those original yeah. songs that were in the first like three or four packs. Like they just fit... What I'm there for. I don't like that kind of music. I don't listen to dubstep or yeah. like you know techno, but or electro anymore. But like it works for the game. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's like especially that if you play one, through which the campaign, is like super, they kind of like, grow on you because you end up playing a lot. Yeah, totally. There's um mm. like extreme like f- rapid f- techno stuff in there, which is good for a challenge, but is not fun to listen to. Yeah, I. I mm. I've been playing a yeah. lot of Fuser again, just because like yeah, I've just been sitting around. Oh yeah. <laughs> doing nothing in lockdown and it's fucking fun to make mashups and that has a great mix of music. Fuser has yeah. a really fun mix of pop and R&B and hip hop and dance like it that and the fact that there's a shit ton of songs and you can unlock them just mm. by It's got an incredible getting mix, points in the yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I reckon they nailed it with Fuser. Beat Saber I like the game more than the music. Like I like it as a fitness thing to do. Yeah, same. Yeah. I, I what I really hope they start uh, churning out more songs on there because I had mine. Uh, I did the I forget what it's called. The home. The what's the is it side door? No, side anyway, the, the thing that you side put quest. on your, um, Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did the thing that where you hack it and then you can um, put like customized songs that people have made onto it. And I found some good ones, but you it just was so much trial and error because mm. a lot of them feel slightly off because of the fact that they're homemade like they don't quite mm. feel like how you'd want them to and the other big problem is because they've been made by people that are like real uh super super fans of the game a lot of the songs that you find that you'd want to get the people making them have only bothered to make them on expert mode because they've cleared the whole game on that and they just want at the hardest right. level so you can't get a song that you want to play just on normal difficulty if you're not like a you know insanely skilled person at it and also when i got this update uh it i had to I had to uninstall Beat Saber to get the update to install the Interscope pack because it wouldn't update otherwise because I had it hacked, right? So right. The, the latest updates update as well have removed the ability to do that sideloading stuff. So you can't do the custom songs anymore. Yeah. You can downgrade it to an older version. So but I got... Yeah, I, right. that was... Right. Very similar to my experience with playing that um, uh, version of Guitar Hero that was on the PC, Clone Hero, that right. had a similar thing where oh, it was yeah, custom yeah. songs that were made. But it, obviously, yeah, it's not up to the same sort of standard as the official ones. But mm. uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just it's it's a shame that because with Guitar Hero as well, I did enjoy playing kind of any song. But when it's a song that you like, it really does improve it for me at least. So um, yeah. It's a shame there isn't a wider selection in this game because it has mm. meant that I'm just not I think it's putting just, that much time into it. Yeah. I think maybe it's just a licensing, like, money thing. Like, I think Beat Saber doesn't have the ubiquity sure. of a, uh, you know, of a Guitar Hero or whatever because it is on a on a um, device that, you know, not that many people have. So, I mean, yeah, it would be great if it got to the point where they could just splash out and go, mm. hey, here's a pack with the top, you know, 40 songs of the last decade or whatever would be fantastic but you know and yeah i mean i still like yeah the bts pack is it's fun to play like i i have been getting these packs of songs that i'm perhaps not as interested in just because i want new stuff to play on there because 
especially in lockdown, it's um it's fun way of getting exercise, mm. and I just I just love the gameplay of it so much. Um, mm. it's it's so much fun to actually just play. So, yeah, that's it. That's what's happening <laughs> in lockdown, <laughs> baby. I finished. That's it. I finished Yakuza. I yeah. Yakuza and now I have nothing left. That's that's all there is for me at the moment. Playing BTS songs. <laughs> Um, yeah, I also finished Shakaza. Um, but yeah, maybe we talk about that in a bonus or something. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. There's not much else left to cover this week. E3's coming up, but I feel like we, we, we've talked about all the little drops that have happened beforehand. Maybe yeah. we get a Switch Pro tomorrow, but we don't know yet. Yep. I would assume that yeah, yeah. either either tomorrow well, uh, or within the next let's week. Wrap but this it, up, it's probably uh, going to be tomorrow, mm. right? Mm. Am I that delayed now? I think I've gotten really yeah. delayed or something at the back end here. Uh, yeah, my internet has been a fucking shit show for this entire thing. Yeah, so, I think it's uh, been it's been Tommy. Uh, <laughs> I think we've been okay, yeah. Knox, but. It's hard to tell when Let's delete right. him from this call. Let's let's block him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll All right, guys. Uh, let's wrap it up for another week. Filthycasuals.com.au for the links to our social stuff. We've got the Patreon where you can get a bonus episode every week. Uh, we've got the Let's Plays that are on YouTube. Uh, go check all them out. We've got the premium episodes on Bandcamp. Uh, we put one up recently of the Metal Gear Solid series. There was one before that on Resident Evil. So if you're looking for extra stuff to listen to, you can go and check those out. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Adam Knox as well. Thank you for having me, guys. I hope my delay isn't too bad. Oh, the postman. Look <laughs> at hear that call? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>